Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with five good things. A new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. You heard it. Straight out of Vegas, Steve Cofield, RJ Bell. And one-on-one, baby. That's it. One-on-one, Brad Powers. Question or doubtful. DNP, coaching decision. No, stomach flu. Got to give Brad credit. We've done Friday night, Saturday night for, what, over six months now? First time he's missed one show. Now, I've never missed a show. Steve, what about you? I've missed probably five. No, you missed one. Called out with like a head cold. You missed one. Headache. Now, now here, we got to warn the audience, though. I ate about 2,500 calories (laughs) for dinner at an Italian steakhouse. So you might think RJ's a little logie, right? But I drank four Diet Cokes. So I think it's like John Belushi used to do speed balls, right? A little heroin, a little cocaine. Well, a pound of pasta, four Diet Cokes, you're right there. That's the formula? You're right there. Look out. What a show. What is Logie? Logie means like you're half asleep. Okay. Like after you eat a big turkey dinner. Sure. I had turkey tonight. Um, <laughs> it's kicking in right now. But you do have a Starbucks. So see, you're doing the I do. same thing. I do. I cycle everything. So this is such a cool uh, eight or so days in Las Vegas before the Super Bowl. The props start to go up. The exotic props. The proposition bets. 
Some places have 350, 400, 450 options. It's awesome. And then the intrigue of where the money's going and who the big betters are going to play on. And the news is starting to seep out there. You had a great story this week about the guy who just killed it during the World Series. Yeah, this has gotten a ton of attention, and I understand why. You know, sometimes when you hear a story, the storyteller will say, and our hero. Well, I don't know if this guy is the hero, but he might end up being the hero. The World Series Let It Ride better, who ended up starting with about a half million dollars, let it ride, let it ride, all the way to the sixth game, and he won over $10 million. And he didn't bet the seventh game. And we were at the forefront, pregame.com, of that reporting. And um, a lot of people questioned it. You were there, Cofield. And ultimately, the Washington Post, imagine this, did a full review of our story, gave us the thumbs up, and... It was, you know, really an amazing story. The idea of a guy starting with a lot of money, wait, half million, but 20 times it to 10 million? Who dog? Well, he went months and months and months and didn't make a bet from all accounts. Maybe he did, but no, you know, it didn't get reported, but I don't think so. And then last week, oh, the memories, the bad, bad memories. <laughs> he had the UFC. And it was the championship fight between... He bet Francis and Ganu the favorite against the champ, Stipe Miasic. And unfortunately, this was the one I said, I am going to take off the rubber band <laughs> and made a, a big man-sized bat, lost. Now, you might think he's going to go crawl in the hole, right? He finally lost one. Because remember, we talked about it. He won like eight UFC fights in a row before the World Series even started. That this was guy supposedly his forte. Before the World Series. That's why I took off the rubber band. Because I like he, he hasn't bet for months and he's coming out for one fight. It'd be one thing if he bet like four fights, right? And to me, he lost. All right, I've mourned that enough on air last week. <laughs> but then I got the text from one of my guys on the front lines. And we talk about this, Steve. You were behind the, you're in the square chair right now. But you were behind the counter as a ticket writer, various things for what, about five years? Correct. And what we know is this, the, the VPs and such, the vice presidents that run things, they've got to answer to the bosses upstairs. And the guys who are the shift managers, the ticket writers, the, you know, the third guy in charge, whatever, they often know as much. But they don't have the agenda. They don't have, they don't have to be PC. We see a lot. When we work behind the counter, uh, some of the joints I worked at say you could find out information on Floyd Mayweather. Wh would, which, you, would you leak it out there? I wouldn't because I, you know, I was doing this at the same time, but you have access to that kind of information. And I'm not, listen, when you're on the media side, you like leaks, right? So, and let's be candid is to some degree, people leak at places that they're unhappy with, you know, you could make that case or they love their job, but they just feel like the, you know, the public might be interested and there's no downside. I'm not critiquing it, but I've been lucky enough to cultivate a good number of these guys behind the scenes who have nothing to lose by just telling the truth. And so I get, I got the tax that says he is negotiating the World Series batter. Now that word makes you, you kind of, you're, 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 the corner of your mouth's turned up when I said negotiating. We'll talk about that in a minute. But negotiating to make the biggest sports bet 
in the history of sports batting. He wanted to bet $10 million. The World Series Let It Ride famous batter wanted to bet $10 million on the Eagles on the money line. All right. So that is ballsy. Now, that is ballsy. When you when you can get five points. Well, but that I guess he's looking for the if you're confident, right? In a way, if you're willing to bet ten million, you probably think they're going to win. But we'll, let, we'll get into money line discussion here in a couple. I, we because we got to go into that a little bit about his his savviness as a better. Yes, and it, it, and it really is. I think something that that most savvy betters realize about this guy, but many might not. And I think it's worth saying. Right. So he wants ten million. Does he get ten million down? No. Is and this is something exclusive. On my Twitter, at RJ in Vegas, we released it, is the bet was ultimately decided at $3 million, which is one of the biggest bets in the history. You know, we no one's exactly sure what the biggest bet is, but my understanding is this one falls a little short, but $3 million. Now, let's talk about the negotiation idea. Right? First, though, let's give $3 million some credit. Hey now. And also gives to, to both sides too. That it, takes a lot exactly. of stones to bet the three and to take it because I'm not sure that most joints up and down the strip and you know some on the southern end of LV Boulevard would take the three million. No, for sure not. Right. And again, give the MGM a ton of credit to have some gamble. Right. Now, we're gonna talk in a minute where I I, I think that this fellow didn't get the best of it, and that's why he's probably not super sharp. But I also think that, and maybe let's segue to that right now, because if you look at the data, and I had this reported to me, but then I saw it in the data, so now you know there's no reason not to report it, is he took this bet at 155, okay? That's what I believe to be the case. I would make a major bet. I'm correct. The market price on the Eagles was plus 180 at the time. So why take 155 when you can get 180? Well, it's because the negotiation was about, well, we can't take three million, but if we can take a million if you take 170. And I'm just speaking hypothetically, and I don't know that this was the exact negotiation. We can take two million at plus 160, and we'll take three million at plus 155. And it makes sense because if the MGM is going to have to aggressively get somewhat evened up. If you got a big $3 million power on one side, you they're going to try to get fairly even. So they're going to make very attractive odds on the Patriots to try to get Patriots money line action. But in order to have enough wiggle room, margin of safety to feel like they're going to be able to get even, they wanted an extra, you know, 25 cents or whatever on the money line. I don't necessarily blame the MGM. You wish it would have enough gamble to take it at the market, but okay, fine. But to me, how can this guy be betting something at plus 155 when the market says plus 180 and us say that it's sharp? Because as we always say, the smartest bettors don't bet teams, they bet numbers. Well, this famous let it ride better bet a horrible number for his $3 million. If I look at the situation and go, hey, why didn't the guy just go up and down and around Las Vegas and bet 500 k at six different places and then maybe he gets 180? Could he even do that? Uh, well, I, he are there six places that six different places that would take 500k maybe. and keep their number at the same spot? May, uh, probably not. There's, there's been a lot of consolidation. But also, if he wants to get 10 off, 
you got to get your three where you can get it. And now he's going to, in theory, and this is the room, and this is not verified, but the rumors I've heard is he is going up and down the strip trying to get more at a decent price. So explain negotiating, because I don't think people are familiar with that. Uh, in essence, what? You can't just walk in and just say, hey, or just throw money on the counter and go, hey, $2 million on this. They they have to agree to it. And they also, in most cases, have to know you, know that you may be a regular player. Uh, as it was put to me this week by another book director, said, uh, you know, we also have to know that he may do business inside the casino in general. Like, he's not going to go and dump loads of money on someone else's craps tables. Well, that sounds crazy. So, so he's saying, now I get the flip side, which is we might take a bet that we wouldn't otherwise as a courtesy if it's part of like being an amenity saying it's almost like comping a steak dinner, right? Why do they comp a casino comps a steak dinner is they want to please someone that they think is going to lose a lot of money at craps or whatever, right? Blackjack, let's say. I get the idea of saying, hey, we typically would only take uh, 300K on this bet, but we'll take 500K as a courtesy because we know you're playing there uh, here, and we know that if you're playing blackjack, you're going to lose, right? Unless you're a master counter, and they're going to identify that very fast, quickly. But I, the idea of saying if he's not playing here, we wouldn't take the bet. Is that so? You're saying a bookmaker? I don't set, think I, I. don't know if it was that. Yeah, you know, but, down down the line, but it was a consideration. Like, hey, we want someone who's a loyal player who spends time in our building. But I just hate bookmakers. But, I mean, just, but in the end, we you and I go back on back and forth on this all the time. I, I don't always blame them because they have people above them. It's not 1978 anymore. They don't get to make the call. They have their chops busted on a weekly, monthly, sometimes daily basis. Well, but if you're good at your job and there's eight places or 10 places to, to be a manager or, you know, whatever we want to call a manager, VP or whatever, is you go to, let's, let's give some credit here because I'm hard on bookmakers. And this is ironic considering the news, the political news, I guess you'd say, with Steve Wynn, right? And and big trouble for those that haven't seen where a lot of allegations with sexual harassment and such. And I, you know, obviously know nothing about that and we'll let that all play out. But Wynn has been known for a long time, for decades, to g get, in this case, Johnny Avello at the win and say, listen, you run the book. And hey, if you make big mistakes, ultimately you're going to be responsible, but you run the book. Right, So if you're a great bookmaker, you can find a place that's going to give you more freedom. If you're sitting at a place that's paying you a fat, happy salary and you are your hands are tied, you're making that choice. And I hate, I'm not judging it as in like they're horrible people, but for, to grow this industry, we've got to get these bookmakers, and this will segue into the next segment, we've got to get these bookmakers to embrace the fact that the competition is coming and the competition is going to be very player-friendly. And the reality is, in Las Vegas, the sports books, for the most part, are not player-friendly. That's coming up next, straight out of Vegas, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. RJ Bell is here. I am Steve Cofield. We're talking about the big bets rolling in on Super Bowl 52, Patriots are now four and a half. There's one five in town that I can see. The total is 48, and uh, people are trying to lay down hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions, and it'll only get crazier this week. Yeah, and let, let's be candid. I was on Boston Radio today, 
as much as some people feel somewhat fatigued by the Patriots, especially if you don't like the team, this, as the Stones would say, this could be the last time. I mean, would they even be, I know how good they are, but would you take even money, Steve, if I said it's even money, yes or no, will Tom Brady play in another Super Bowl? What would you bet? The yes. You would bet the yes. Yes. Would you lay 150? No. Yeah. So there's about a 50% chance this is it. So even if you're not a fan, we got to say the accomplishments. I'm a Steelers fan, but you can't deny the accomplishments of what these Pats have done. And this is going to be a, uh, especially at 40, this is the best, you know, I grew up uh, with the uh, George Blanda. Like, you know, I was grew up in the eighties and I, you know, see old football cards. George Blanda looked like he was like 80. He looked like he was about 80, but I mean, he was playing pretty well yeah. late, but I mean, Brady's a different level. You on Facebook ever? Uh, sometimes. So there's a new Look, document. Looking up old girlfriends and such. Sure. Checking on. Uh, there's a documentary out called, Tom versus time. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. And the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, how does this guy who is seven years younger than me look like he's 25? And it's, it's amazing. His dedication and his, he's actually inspiring. I, I, I root against the Patriots and they drive me nuts. He's actually inspiring because he's so focused on his goals. I'll tell you this. And, and all that. It's a great storyline for, the Super Bowl, and it means big business for us here in Vegas and around the country and in Minneapolis. No, I agree. I To me, you know, with psychology, they have, a, what do they call it, the Rorschach test or whatever, where you look at something. I think it's the Rorschach. Is that how you say Rorschach? Okay. Think. You look at something, and it might look like a flower to one person <laughs> sure. or, you know, whatever to someone else. Is I think Tom Brady acts as that kind of test because – if you're a fan or not, if you appreciate the pursuit of excellence, of achievement, you've got to appreciate Brady. And if you don't, and what I see is a lot of people rebel against it. You know, I don't want to name names and, and cast aspersions, but there, we were talking about sports book guys. There was a sports book director in town that retweeted some guy who said, well, Bill Belichick and um, Nick Saban are humorless and they have did you see this i did see it and it's like i get why don't you, they enjoy themselves basically with yeah, the tone have of the some tweet. fun and eat some pizza and uh drink some beer and watch old seinfelds and don't win super bowls now listen i'm not saying everyone has to be a fanatic but it let's be candid we have national radio cause of fanatics we have the internet cause of fanatics they all benefited from it, meaning, you know, whatever Bill Gates, however you want to characterize what he's done for the world, he's gotten paid, right? But we wouldn't have an iPhone if not for Steve Jobs. And let's think, you know, like his kids have suffered for having, you know, a borderline crazy dad. But I think to, a pre, to, to benefit from the insanity of the super achievers and without acknowledging that that and, and being somehow condescending to him, to me, it's a test to like, well, what? how hard could this guy be trying to achieve anything? So we were talking about the big betters, and there's a, a guy who uh, we think, well, you know, he got down $3 million this week on the Super Bowl, Eagles money line, and we were saying, hey, he wanted to get down $10 million. As we transition to what's going on with legalized sports gambling and discussions in different states and eventually the Supreme Court, Spitball this one for me. Would he have an easier time once 
sports gambling is legalized that he could just bounce from state to state and get his money down? Or is it actually going to be more difficult? That would be interesting because if it is state by state, then you'd have to physically, most likely you're going to have to physically be within that state. So what I'm hoping for is it goes federal. And then even if you're not in the state, you should be able to play. Let's say you're from uh, California and let's say you go visit Utah or whatever. And let's say Utah doesn't have it. In theory, you should be able, because it's nationally okay, be able to bet remotely from Utah. But if it, like, just like now in Nevada, if you have an app in Nevada to bet, they've got advanced geo um, targeting or how you're tracking is probably the better word. And if you're even like five feet over the state line, you can't make that bet. Uh, so what I'll do to wrap up the three million is this fellow wants to get down more. We're tracking the stories, and I'll be updating every bet he makes that we can confirm on my Twitter. His Twitter handle is at RJ in Vegas, and it should be an interesting story from now through the Super Bowl. So the big story of the week, uh, aside from the big better, was the NBA floating the idea, a little test balloon, one percent. Just saying one percent peeved a lot of people in the sportsbook industry and people who know. Uh, you know, what it's like to run a book. So explain what the NBA is looking for and why it's a problem. Well, to me, this is a man, a matter of semantics. So semantics being how do you word something and what's the definition of those words, right? Because ultimately any debate, any agreement is about shared definitions, right? So it's interesting, like Delaware, everyone Here's all there's there's a C corporation. They have a corporation in Delaware. I wonder why Delaware. It's not for any great tax advantage. It's because Delaware has been the center of corporations for so long. They've got massive laws on every possible dispute you could ever imagine. So a state like Nevada is great for LLCs or whatever. But if you want to set up a C corp, most people wouldn't do it in Nevada because they don't have. We if you went. To court, you'd have to try a case almost fresh. When in 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 the um, other locale, there'd be a situation in Delaware where they would say, "Oh yeah, seven years ago we had this case." Boom. Well, it's all about these kind of shared assumptions. The reason is the NBA is thinking about betting handle as revenue. There's a million dollars bet, right? Let's talk about the three million dollar guy. Three million bet. That's three million in revenue. Where's our piece? No, that all that's really happening is that money is being held in escrow, based upon the result of the event. It's either paid back with the winnings or it's then won. Now, once the win happens, it's revenue. And let's just say that a million dollars is bet to keep a round number. The typical hold percentage for a sports book is 5%. So a million means they hold 50,000. If the NBA wants 10,000 of the million, that doesn't sound like much, right? 1%. But if it's 10,000 of the 50,000, it's 20% of the revenue. That's more than the government or about as much as the government would take of the profit. Forget the revenue. So it's just not going to work. But here's the thing. The NBA has zero leverage. They realize, as you mentioned last segment, that the Supreme Court is a big, big favorite to legalize sports betting in this case in the next, what, 60 days or so, 90? And once they do, what's it matter what the NBA thinks? Thus, they're trying to jump in now with, uh, you know, quite frankly, outrageous number, hoping to get a little piece. Here's a little insider tip, though. 
we'll, we'll kind of take you just for a moment, Steve, behind the scenes of a casino. And here is a tip. There will be a percentage that the leagues get. And it's going to be about a quarter percent. So one-fourth of what they're asking for. And here's why. Because so much gambling is going to happen in-game. And this happens in Europe right now very, very strongly. So imagine there was a soccer game, and you've got it on your smart TV. And up on top, it says $700 balance, your username. And it says, do you want to bet this in-game right now? So who would partner? The league? the TV network, and the bookmaker. And because both the leagues and the bookmakers understand that integration for in-game betting, will LeBron make this next free throw type stuff is going to be so big, then the bookmakers are going to want to get in business with the leagues to set that up. But you're not surprised that the bookmakers' initial reaction was, no, 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 no. It's almost like they're playing a game like the NBA. Hey, we're going to make an outrageous claim or offer or request, and then the other side is like, nope, nothing. So then they can meet somewhere, you know, negotiate to a point. Well, listen, I, you know, obviously, straight out of Vegas, pregame.com, Cofield, RJ Bell, we are coast to coast, 330 stations right now broadcasting, Sirius 83. There's going to be people at every point of the political spectrum. So we don't talk politics, but let's agree with one thing. President Donald Trump did some decent negotiations, at, at minimum decent negotiations at various points in his life. And if you read The Art of the Deal, which I, as a businessman, I believe has many, many important concepts in it, that idea of establishing an extreme position initially has a psychological effect. If I say, Steve, I want you to pay me to do something, and you're thinking, you know, I would pay maybe a thousand bucks. If I say 30K, I'm insulted. I'm out. No, well, maybe. But <laughs> yeah. if you need me, yeah, yeah. your thought's going to be, wow, I'm not paying 30. But then if you think 3K, you're thinking, wait, that's only one tenth. That's not so bad. But it's three times what you thought it should be. There okay. is a psychology right. to these extreme first positions. So on a cut of the revenue, I've had people tell me that uh, that actually could be in, viewed as an integrity issue. We'll hit that coming up next. Straight out of Vegas on Fox Sports Radio. But first, Kevin Figures with the latest. All right, gentlemen, big news out of the NBA on Friday night. The Pelicans did defeat the Rockets 115 to 113, but in the process, they lost all star center Demarcus Cousins for likely the remainder of the season as he suffered a ruptured left Achilles tendon. He's out for the year. He was averaging 25 points, 12 boards, and 5 assists on the season. He actually had a triple-double on the night, 15 points, 13 boards, and 11 assists. That is four straight wins, by the way, for New Orleans. Elsewhere, the Knicks beat the Suns in Phoenix 107-85. to The Sixers with a 97-78 domination of the Spurs. They beat San Antonio for the first time in San Antonio since 2004. Joel Embiid was 10 years old back then. Philly has now won five of their last six games. Blazers with a 107-93 victory over the Mavericks. Giannis Antetokounmpo with 41 points, 13 boards, and 7 assists for the Bucks. Deer beat the Nets 116-91. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore, with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. The Cavaliers beat the Pacers 115-108 behind 26 points, 10 boards, and 11 assists 
from LeBron James. That's his eighth triple-double on the season. J.R. Smith chipped in 23 points as well. Hornets beat the Hawks. The Jazz with a 97-93 victory over the Toronto Raptors. Lakers get a 108-103 victory in Chicago. Clippers get 40 points and 10 assists from Lou Williams off the bench. They beat the Grizzlies in Memphis, snapping a three-game losing streak, 109-100. And golf at the Farmers Insurance Open. Tiger Woods shot a 1-under-71 for the second round. He does make the cut in an in an, in an official PGA event for the first time since 2015. Back to straight out of Vegas. Thank you, Kevin. Steve Cofield, RJ Bell. You heard it straight out of Vegas on this Friday into a Saturday. We're talking about the big news this week around legalized sports gambling. It's coming at some point. It looks like it. What do you think? 80%, 90%. What are you hearing from I people who know the Supreme Court in this case? To me, one of the things Vegas teaches you is be an expert at what you can be an expert at and then find an expert in the other areas. I talked to three guys that know the court system, know this much better than me. All three said the chance of legalization, or at least the states being freed to make it legal, unshackled by the intrusive federal government, oh no, is unshackled, is over 90% all three thought. I think it's very telling that upwards of eight, 10 states are already holding committees and hearings on this. New York just did it towards the end of the week. Can I read you a quote on the the NBA asking price of 1%? They're calling it an integrity fee, which we want to address as well. Uh, Joe Asher, who's with William Hill International Booking Company, said, let's be clear on another point. Any taxes or fees on sports betting, referencing that 1% that the NBA may want, no matter what they're called, should be payable to the state of New York to benefit the citizens of New York, not to benefit wealthy private parties. What do you think of that? I think that whenever you get a big pot of money, there's going to be a lot of people trying to split it up, right? But for us gamblers, as long as... He, let horse racing be a cautionary tale. A lot of people love horse racing. Horse racing is dying. What's the point? Some of it is because it's so intellectually challenging. That's what used to appeal mm-hmm. pre-internet, pre a lot of things. You know, 1960s, if you were a smart guy, the odds of you going to college weren't great, especially if you were from small town. Where I grew up, there was a lot of brilliant people that are now in their 70s that would have been, you know, grown up in the 60s, uh, you know, 70-year-old now that would have been grown up in the 1960s. And they didn't even think about going to college, just second-generation Italian or Irish immigrants. But they would have be, they'd be like, you know, potential MBAs today, right? Well, they worked in the coal mines, and they made good, good, good money. But what did they do on the weekends, Right. Crossword puzzles, maybe, but oftentimes the track was one way for them to have an intellectual pursuit. And the reality is today's, if you want an intellectual pursuit, there's a lot of things that are more exciting perhaps than the track, but it's more so they've had so much expense running the horses, the land, all the different things. And the show was only on HBO one year, but it was called Luck. Did you see that? No, no. And it was, it was done by a guy named David Milch who was the one of the people who created NYPD Blue, which is one of the great shows in the history of TV. And Luck has uh, Dustin Hoffman in it, and it's about this track in California, and they wanted to open a casino, and it really kind of shows you behind the scenes of a track. It's a great one-year series. And they had to cancel it in the middle of the shooting the second year because too many horses were dying during filming. So that was the issue. It wasn't it wasn't a good show. But 
because of all the expenses, the typical hold percentage for a track is 20%. Now you might think, well, people still don't know. If in sports betting, if the hold's 5%, it's hard enough to win or even lose so little you can keep betting. Because if you have to keep getting new betters every couple months because they've lost so much, you're going to run out of them. You need it to be sustainable. At 5%, sports betting can be sustainable. I was talking on Stephen A. Smith's show this week. I do a weekly hit with him, and we did 12 minutes debating. And it was, you know, to me, I joked on Twitter, it was the culmination of all of my sports betting experience, getting ready to debate Stephen A., right, a master debater on sports betting. And I thought he was wonderful by being open-minded. He had his, like, first thoughts. And I actually have the whole sound file on my Twitter at RJ in Vegas of that 12-minute discussion. I thought it was great. But one of the things we talked about is if you bet three games for $100 on a weekend, and let's say you have a baby flipping a coin making the pick. So it can't be more random than that, right? You're going to lose about 5% each bet on the long run. So you bet 100, you lose 5 bucks. So over a week over a weekend you're going to lose 15 bucks on average. If someone wants to lose 60 bucks a month betting football, that's like taking the wife or the significant other to a movie and getting yeah. popcorn and a soda. You give, you give me 12 hours of a weekend of watching football and I lose 15 bucks, big deal. Yeah. So it's a rec- most betters are recreational. That is important. Hey, caution, caution. It's important that people realize that the most dangerous, the only really dangerous batter is one that thinks he's a winner when he's not, because then he'll bet more than he should be. And let's be candid. There are, there's compulsive gamblers in the world, just like compulsive eaters, drugs, booze, sex, whatever it is. So one of the things I like ideas about the money that the taxes is hopefully some of it can be partitioned off. So for problem gambling, because that is a problem, just like these other compulsions. So one more point on the revenue. So you were mentioning, hey, maybe the leagues won't get a percent, but they'll get a quarter of a percent. Uh, We had a discussion earlier today about problems with that from a perception standpoint. Uh, The NBA. What if the NBA has access to what result they need to make money so they get their quarter of a percent? And that information is readily available in the review center with the league office. Yeah. So Cofield does 15 hours a week on local Vegas radio here in town. And his partner for many of those days, Adam Hill writes for the Las Vegas review journal. And Adam came up with this, right? And to me, Cofield, it was literally, uh, I love when I hear things I never even thought of, because it's like a awakening, like, wow, that's interesting. So his point being wait a minute, if the NBA is sharing in the losses and they have some control of the game to some degree, not control, but an influence of the game, then that seems to be misaligned. And even if there is no shenanigans, it opens the door. Perception. And that league has always had that perception. So I think it says a percentage. I don't think they thought that through, and I hadn't thought of it. But it's easily solved, right? You see what you did last. Every year they negotiate a, a fee. They see what you did last year. What's a quarter percent of that? Okay, it's $50 million. Okay, oh, uh, uh, you know, we're going to do $50 million this year. So it's not necessarily directly to the to the revenue, but it's also something, but it's something which is um, uh, close to what the revenue w- would be. What do you think about the term integrity fee? 
I think they're making a big mistake because an integrity. So what's integrity is stopping game fixing, right? Fine. And how would they do that? And this is the point I think most people don't, or let's say skeptics of legalized gambling don't get is the idea that gambling is happening anyway, right? So if you're a parent, here's the paradox. You have a 17 year old kid, you know, you don't want him drinking beer, right? But you also know odds are at some point he's going to have a beer or two or more, right? For me, it was more. Here's the question. Do you let him drink in the basement? Because on one hand, you're stopping him from drinking and driving, which is the real problem, right? On the other hand, you're in a way not encouraging it, but you're saying it's okay, wink, wink. So parents have to debate that all the time, right? And it's a tough challenge, I think, unequivocally. If somehow we could say there's no drinking, I think parents would accept that. They'd love it, but we can't. If we could wave our hands and say there's no gambling, then there'd be less corruption in gambling, right? Because there's no gambling. We can't do that. Vegas is like 2% of the national betting at most on sports. And we're the only legal place to do one-teamers or whatever. So you know it's happening anyway. So should so does it happen in the dark or in the light? And here's what I know, and this is unequivocal, is if you're being watched, you cheat, you break the rules less often. And right now, about 2% of the money being bet in this country is watched, and there's a lot of people breaking the rules and fixing games, especially in college basketball. If we have 90% of the gambling being watched, a lot less people because of the deterrence of being caught are going to make the games corrupt. Thus, we benefit from legalization. Decriminalize, regulate, and most important, tax. Well, I don't think it's most important, but I think that's what we need to get it through. Get get something from it. Yeah, then it's uh, more palatable at that point. On the way back, college basketball Saturday to break down. I got a team that won by 15 points tonight. I think it is time to fade this team. That's up next straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. RJ Bell is here. I am Steve Cofield. College basketball breakdown time. Some key games on Saturday. Hold on, Steve. Hold on. The square chair, Mr. Cofield, has a strong opinion in college basketball, and I give him credit. He is judicious with these opinions, so when he has them, we at least got to hear him out. Well, I'll run this by. Uh, I'll run this by. You. So Michigan State wins tonight. They win by fifteen, seventy six sixty one against Wisconsin. I want to fade them now. Their schedule coming up is at Maryland, Penn State, at Indiana, at Iowa. I think there's going to be some value because there's a giant news story and scandal around Michigan State going back to the creepy. USA Gymnastics doctor, Larry Nasser, Michigan State is tied into that. And now there's an avalanche with a spotlight on the school of sexual assault claims from the past. And Izzo and the football coach, D'Antonio, are under a lot of pressure. And I, I just wonder how Izzo is going to get through this and have his team focused, especially when you know they're 17-3. and three. It's, you know, it's not like they have to win every game to get to the tournament. Is that a bad angle to look at that and go, hey, outside distractions are going to really hurt this guy's focus? In a macro, big picture sense, it's always good to treat athletes 
more as humans than we tend to, right? Because in a way, physically, they're borderline superhuman. But emotionally and 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 mentally oftentimes they're below average because if you spend your whole life worrying about your body well you're probably not developing other areas right just like guys who are super small you know like phds typically aren't bodybuilders right now obviously that's a generalization but i think in general athletes are more affected by human things than we realize. I mean, some people were so skeptical about Minnesota Vikings being flat, like, oh, the one game from the Super Bowl. It's hard to have watched that Eagles game and not say there was some element of flatness there, right? So to me, the second reason I agree with you, Cofield, and the square chair gets a thumbs up is because I, and and I think this is something because I have a couple of friends that's coaching college. People don't realize how close these athletic programs are. It's not like like oh the there's the Steelers and the Penguins or whatever, and they're you know they're both right. from Pittsburgh. Right. I mean it's the same ADs, the same assistant. Not anymore. The AD well, resigned. Yeah. It's so the, I mean that's how yeah you know how quickly this is developing. It's the same administrators there. It's this, you know many of the same in the same rooms really offices so the interact when there's a big disruption in a college program it probably affects those athletes more than we re- even more than we realize and not everyone's belichick like he was with the flake aid national media coming in where he can shut it out and get even more focused this is going to have national media attention it's not going to be the local people who didn't want to push it now it's coming at him every day and it's not only that Belichick is a true genius, the the greatest coach of football history, in my opinion, that makes it different. But why is Belichick so great? It's because he's had control of his organization. Now, the irony is he hasn't had control. He didn't have control with Garoppolo, and that's the only decision, by most accounts, that's the only decision that people can point out and say, man, that was a bad decision. Why? Because he. So no one at Michigan State has enough control to trump this and to make it a non-factor. So I think it is a factor, and I think especially when Michigan State's a big favor, you should probably be looking to fade them. Rapid fire, two picks. Virginia taking on Duke. Cavs are getting four. All right, and this is, if you look at Ken Palm, who's an analytics guy, Virginia has the, and this is from Brad Powers, his stuff, he's sick tonight. His They have the best defense, Virginia, in the last 17 years. 17 years. So we predicted on our dream preview college basketball edition, the first one this week, we predicted the line would be five on this. It's four. So it's right in line, by the way. And he's on the total. He's on the under 136, right? um, He is on the number. He has a lean, I think, on that one, right? So, but so if you want to listen to that whole breakdown of college basketball on my Twitter at RJ in Vegas, we also have a quick best bet from Brad, and he has a best bet on South. Carolina and South Carolina is playing Texas Tech and South Carolina has the better strength of schedule, the more difficult one. And he thinks Tech after that KU upset has been overrated. Thus, Brad Powers, best bet, South Carolina, plus two and a half college basketball Saturday. Dream preview. You also have... Real uh, quick, let me give you one thing. We have an event your prop contest. There you go. Go to at RJ in Vegas, give me your best prop, and we're going to pick the best one, and it's going to be posted at eight Vegas sportsbooks. Your prop could be up for free. And bettable, baby. Yes. We are back tomorrow night. 
10 o'clock Pacific, straight out of Vegas with R.J. Bell and Steve Cofield. Jonas Knox is up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.